All right, all right. Well, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's let's get started. Let's get started. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We praise you. We bless your name. We lift you up. We magnify your name. Lord, you are an awesome God to us. We pray right now in the name of Jesus. Have your way in the midst of our Bible study. Cause us, O oh God, to think and to do more like you. Thank you, O oh God. Have your way in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. All right, I hope everybody can hear me okay. Um, I thought that was a good way to get started. Why? Because we're going to be talking a lot about love. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Well, we're going to dig into this thing called love because love is one of the characteristics of our Father. It is one of the characteristics that Jesus walked out on the earth. And and what we're going to find out many times, again, I believe that, that when some folks go to Bible study or they go to Sunday school, even when they go to church, they're going to um, – I, I don't really want to uh, – I don't want to use entertain, uh, but a lot of times I think it's entertain. It, it possibly – that might be a part of it, uh, to be entertained. Part of it might be to um, fulfill what they feel is an obligation you know, I'm 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 going to punch my card, my 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 uh, Christian card that I was at church. Um, however, for in particularly for Bible study and for Sunday school, where you're really studying the Word of God, prayerfully you're studying that Word that you might be more like Christ. I'm I'm studying that I might do those things that I read in the Word of God. So as we go through these um, characteristics of God, um, and as Jesus walked them out on the earth, again, you want to look at the thing called truth. You want to look at this principle, this uh, characteristics, however you want to call it. It is how we are to walk. When you look at truth, when you look at grace, not, not only that you receive grace, but that you also give grace. Not only that you that you you receive, but that you do. It's very very powerful that you begin to walk out what we study. And tonight we're going to dig into the um, the, the area of love. And again, when I ask, I, I say it all the time because I want it to be embedded in your mind and in your heart that when it comes to love. You've got to look at it the right way because if not, you're going to try, uh, in particularly the, the the style of love or or the the way we love. And if you're trying to give everybody your definition of love, um, let me tell you something. You're going to run into some brick walls. You're going to run into some areas that's going to be very very tough for you because your uh, Description, thank you, Lord. Your description of love, your your definition of love, your mindset when it comes to love is distorted. Many times it's distorted. When you say unconditional and sacrificial, that's the way God loves. That's the way he loves us. And as we talk about it, you're going to see that bore out more and more and more that God is walking with us in a way that is sacrificial and unconditional. 
And and each person has that testimony because you know if you've experienced the love of God and you realize what a wretch you are. See, that's that's my own personal testimony. When I realize where I am when it comes to meeting the standards of what God asks us to do and how many times I come short, how many times I, I, I turn a deaf ear to what I know is better, and, and God loves me anyway and blesses me anyway. And I'm telling you, when it comes to testimonies, you, you, whether I'm, I'm in awe of you. I'm in awe. Thank you, God. And, and many times you're going to find out, and, I, and I'll say it over and over again, when God starts blessing you over your thoughts, it's just something that you think and boom, there it is. Today, it happened to me today. And, again, I just think, wow, I'm way down here in Virginia. Maybe I should put on destination so I can start working my way back home. Uh, I need to start working. Uh, I don't know if I want to put it on this early. And before you know it, I get a trip that brings me not only just back up this way, I'm talking almost home to my house. And it's just a thought. It's not a prayer. God, you'll see that he just pours out, un, that, that was grace, unmerited faith. I did nothing to deserve it. So I thank God. I thank God over and over again. It's just blessings, blessings. Thank you, God, for just making a way. Thank you, God, for not letting me get stranded. Thank you, God. Even when I get stranded, and, and it doesn't work out the way, you know, perfectly the way, then God grants me again with grace where I, I, I'm, I'm exemplifying the patience or, or the calmness of spirit. So you've got to learn to look at God's grace towards you and then testify. Tell somebody how good God, I'm telling you, you you're going to see it's going to bless you real good. It's going to bless you real good. So what are we doing? We're digging into this book. It's called Kingdom Living, Part 1, Embracing the Virtues of the King. The same thing God exemplifies, that's what we're supposed to exemplify. That's what we're supposed to display. Manifestation of God's uh, virtues are supposed to be lived out in the believer. You're talking about a testimony. You're talking about witnessing. You're powerful. You're most powerful witness. Uh, matter of fact, Pastor Johnson was saying it on Sunday that, that um, not this Sunday, it was last Sunday. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Last Sunday, that, that your, your biggest testimony is what you do. It's you living this thing out before people, and when they see that, guess what? That really, I'm telling you, it has an impact. Why? Because you are not, not just talking the talk, you're walking the walk. All right, let's dig in on page one, on page fifteen. On page fifteen, and on page fifteen, left side, we're going to start off with the, the topic love. That's number three. The topic love, love, and I'm talking many, many times in the Bible. You're going to see that they talk about love. And, and the first thing I want to bring out, if you look uh, midway down that first paragraph, it says unconditional love towards all. Not only did Christ show that, but this is what we're supposed to do. And you're going to see this over and over again 
within this within this chapter that that we are supposed to do like Christ. So when you call yourself a Christian and your life is supposed to be lived like Christ. And when you see that that's your striving, one of the things you're going to see, God's going to help you tremendously. Another thing you're going to see is that not only will God help, he's going to support you, he's going to strengthen you, he's going to propel you forward, you're going to also see that the, the blessings that God promised in his word, you're going to start to see that bore out in your life, just like I experienced today, that, again, God is just letting blessings come upon me and overtake me. I'm saying, Lord, I came out late. I had things to do at the house. I came out late. I need a couple of really good trips. What do you, what do you get? A couple of really good trips. And you go, wow. And, and, and in particularly, when you ask for it and you see, you're going to start to see the things that God, you're going to see it more and more and more. Now, again, you know, some folks have the testimony, and, and a matter of fact, I think that's part of my testimony, is that God blessed a mess. I mean, I'm, I'm a mess. I'm not perfect. I am not as righteous as I desire to be, and God blesses anyway. Why? Because I believe that, and, and prayerfully this helps you, your sincere heart has to be towards striving to meet that goal. Like Paul said, I'm pressing towards the mark. I'm not there yet, but I'm pressing. And I'm telling you, yes, you might say God bless the mess. I believe God bless a press. Now, you may be a mess, but prayerfully you are pressing mess. Unconditional, watch this, unconditional towards all. His love transcends ethnic, gender, moral, socioeconomic barriers. Watch this. Jesus loved tax collectors, sinners. Listen, again, we may look down our nose at, at the person that's strung out on drugs, alcoholic, prostitute, poor, but you got to understand, Jesus loved, loved them all, Pharisees, poor people, wealthy people. He loved not by choice or by random decision. It's not something off the top. This is his mission. This ought to be your mission. You're pressing, listen, not just to, to, to achieve all your goals, your financial goals, and many times our life is consumed with uh, our financial goals. Your, your life goal when it comes to top priority, help me, Holy Ghost, your top priority is usually a financial goal, a financial status. Is your, fi is your goal, your life goal, when it comes to the prioritized order, Somewhere in there, does it have, watch this, to be more like Jesus? And when you think of that and you think of how he loves everybody, how his love transcends up everything, breaks down barriers, how he loved, watch this, unlovable people, 
And listen, it's his, the, this is, it's embedded into who he is. And I pray to God that that's embedded into who you are. He, he, watch this, it says he is love. He can't help but love. It's an essential aspect of his character. Now, again, you may want to uh, leave his and then put a slash and put my. It is a essential aspect of my character. You better speak. You got to speak it onto yourself. Speak it into your spirit. This is what you are. I'm love. When the Bible says he is love, you ought to be love. Is that your desire? Again, when I, when I say these Virtues, because these are the the virtues, these are the components that you need inside of you to see the power of God. If you see, you got a lot of folks that talk about seeing the power of God, walking in the things of God, walking like Jesus walked, walking the things that Jesus said you could walk in. However, do you display the virtues that Christ said you ought to have? Do you display those virtues? Top of page 15, right side. Love requires that we choose. Follow me closely. Whether we feel good about it, whether we like the person who is to be loved, it doesn't matter whether you feel good about it or whether you like no, I've got to love them, whether that person deserves it. See, and many times that's what stops us from loving. Why? He don't deserve it. He did this, she did that. And what God is saying, listen, it's test time. And test time, are you going to do, and this is where obedience come in, and y'all, y'all know it's going to come up again over and over and over again when it comes to thorf. I'm going to call it Thorf, Thorf, like more ore in there, Thorf, Thorf. Thy will be done, obedience. When it comes to obedience and he says love, 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 if he's saying love and, and then we read and we study and we and, and it's the, the answer is what? That it does not make any difference. I, no, no, no. I don't have to like them. I have to love them. It's a difference. And many folks believe I can't love. Listen, I can't love them if I don't like them. Because you're looking at love the wrong way. When you look at love the right way, yes, you can love them. Good God Almighty. Thank you, God. Prayerfully, that was revelation. Prayerfully, that was a manifestation of the wisdom of God just got dropped on you. Why? Because, again, when you look at love from the standpoint of sacrificial and unconditional, it has nothing to do with like. Matter of fact, it's almost the opposite of like. It's sacrificial. And sacrifice is usually a little bit painful. Sacrifice, and what you're going to find out is that you're going to get to reap the benefits of God in your life when you sacrifice. Thank you, God. 
when it's unconditional that you're not picking and choosing, but you're asking God, obedience, God, who should I share this with? And when he gives it to you, you're not saying, oh, well, no, I can't give it to them because of this, that, and the other. It's conditional. Keep it moving. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Watch this. As Christ commanded, there's Thorf, we are first to love who? Him. Yield completely to him. When you yield completely to him, I know you hear Thorf all over that. Thorf is all over that. Thy will, when you yield completely to him, it's your will be done. It's what do you tell me to do? I, I'm being obedient to your voice and to your word. I'm walking in righteousness because I'm yielding completely to you. He's righteous. I'm righteous. And I can only do it by faith. Love, watch this. First, you got to love him. Second, you got to love your neighbor as yourself. And I didn't highlight it. it. It sparked me when I was going over it to write the note, maybe put a circle around it so I would really emphasize as, listen, when you, how much do you love yourself? I bet you you sacrifice for yourself. I bet you there's no conditions with your love for yourself. Prayerfully, you're not one of them people who are constantly condemning yourself. It's going to be hard for you to love somebody else as you love yourself and you don't love yourself. Mm, mm, mm. I drink to that. Hold on a second. Thank you, Lord. No, no, no. You got to let that soak in. How are you going to love them the way you love yourself and you don't love yourself? Amen. Moving on. Ask yourself the question. Can you tell how much we love God by the way we treat those around us? Ask yourself that question. Is that true or false? That you can tell how much we love God by the way we treat those around us. Mm, 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 mm. Come on, let's dig into the word. Matthew chapter what? 22. See, again, uh, uh, Thor, I'm, 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 I'm knocking it. I'm just knocking it. I'm banging on that nail, trying to get this thing driven. I'm in mean, deep inside. Are you really listening to God? Are you following his instructions? Are you really tuning your ear into his voice? You're talking about you love God. I love him. I love him. I love him. I love the Lord. I love the Lord. I love the Lord. If you love him, can you really tell, true or false, that you can tell the way you treat others? Matthew chapter 22. Look at verse number 34. Verse number 34. But when the Pharisees had heard that he had put the Sadducees to silence, they were gathered together. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him and saying, Master, which is the greatest commandment in the law? 
Jesus answered him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And many times, listen, that one, that scripture right there is one of the script. You've got to sit with that scripture. In I don't know if you some some things you like to eat and you just scoffing them down. Some things you like to savor. One of the things, because again, you don't get too many of them when you when you eat it or when you uh, order them, is scallops. Very unique taste. I mean, particularly when you get a good one, um, you you just want to savor it. You don't want to just chomp it down like a French fry. Wonderful analogy. Thank you, Holy Ghost. You want to savor it. This scripture right here, you want to savor. I heard you, Pastor. All scriptures you want to savor. Okay, I got you. This scripture right here, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, you want to really savor this one, and particularly when it says all of your soul, all your emotions. Wow, God, thank you, Lord. God is so good. When you savor it, then you understand. Then you understand, guess what, that God, when it comes to all these things that we get our emotions, and emotions is a part of your soul, when I'm talking when it really moves you, when it really moves you, guess what, it ought to be a love towards God. Thank you, Lord. Here we go. It says, with all your soul, with all your, and with all your mind. So everything within you is geared up towards um, um, loving God. It says that's the first great commandment. Verse number 39 says, the second is likened unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Love thy neighbor, help me God, as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. And this is what I'm saying in Thorf, if you, if you really love God, guess what? You're going to trust him enough to let his will be done in your life. That's going to be your greatest prayer, your, your most powerful prayer. Matter of fact, his will being done is going to supersede everything. When it comes to you being obedient, if he says, that's not the prayer, pray this right now, then you pray that right now. But ain't, I'm supposed to say that will be done at all times. That's why you got to take the whole, you can't take just one ingredient and think that you're going to make a cake and you're going to take one ingredient out of the cake mix and say, I'm going to make a cake, but you're going to leave out the other ingredients. That will be done, but you got to be obedient because he may just say, pray this, like he told Jesus. Sometimes he didn't go to the, to the pool of Bethesda and heal everybody. He didn't lay hands on them. Matter of fact, I got a question when, when virtue leaves my body and, and God didn't tell me to touch them, I've got a question. Who touched me? Why? Because my life, good God Almighty, my life is filled with obedience to my Father. I don't do nothing. You better hear me when I tell you. I don't do nothing unless he says do it. I speak what he says speak. It's his will be done. Amen. Here we go. It says, the competing 
culture, cultural value is not hate, but self-centeredness. True or false? It's not hate, but self-centeredness. In, in this look, watch this. When this, in this look out for number one world, I like that phrase. In this look out for number one world where self-interest and the disregard of others needs are encouraged. God Almighty, help us, God. This kind of thing is, listen, you got to look out for number one, speaking of themselves. This kind of thing is encouraged. Disregard for them. True or false? I mean, as we reading it, we're analyzing, seeing what the writer wrote. This is why you get into books. And when you get into books, it's not just to say you read it from cover to cover and you read. No, no, no. Many books, even this small book like this, a small pamphlet, it may take you a while. Why? Because I'm dissecting it as I'm going through it. Is what the writer saying true to me? Because it being true to you, watch this, when it comes to manifestation of what God says you can possess, it's only going to happen when it's only going to happen when you, in the core of who you are, believe it. Thank you, Lord. Watch this. I love this. The authentic pilgrim denies the earthly grip of self and seeks to be a blessing to others. When that's your goal, let me tell you something. You're talking about God giving you power. You're talking about God dumping finances on you. You're talking about God putting you in a position where what you can make the decision that we do this in order to bless others. No, no, no. We didn't do a lot of uh, sermon, preaching out in the park. We didn't do a lot of praying. We did some witnessing, but primarily we're there, hey, because you're out here and it's cold and we want you to have something hot to eat. Good God Almighty. You're out here and we're out here and we're out here for the sole purpose of giving you something hot to drink. That's, I don't know. Uh, I didn't think about it when, when, when I was taking the pictures, but, but when, when I saw that little flower pot, with love on it, and it popped up in a few pictures. And I said, that's why we're here. That's why we're here. I didn't think about it, that love was the next, <clears throat> was the next area in the book. It didn't come to mind. I saw it on last week when we went over, but it didn't come to mind. And I said, wow, such a power. That's why we're here. That's love. That's sacrificial. How, how are you going to leave the plush a carpeted plush pews of your sanctuary to go out in a dirty park with bottles and beer bottles and people that, that need to take a bath, don't have, out in the cold, don't have a coat, take coats. That's, that's the sacrificial love. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, this is what you, your life, this is all I want to do. That's what it says. 
That should be your goal. This is all I want. I just want to love on people. What, what kind of love? Not touchy-feely love. Not, ooh, sweetie, baby, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. No, no, no. Sacrifice. Is your love sacrificial? Thank you, Holy Ghost. Is your love sacrificial? Mm, 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 mm. Here we go. Keep it moving. I'm going to read that again. The authentic pilgrim denies the earthly grip of self and seeks to be a blessing to others. Is that you? No, no, no. It does your heart good. Does it do your heart? When I'm able, no, no, no. And I'm not talking about um, giving, a, giving folks, I, I, and matter of fact, we, we saw a couple of items that slipped into our giveaways, and, and they didn't look presentable enough for us to give it away. Somehow in, in all the bringing, somebody brought something that, that wasn't presentable. I'm just going to say it wasn't presentable enough. When you sacrifice, listen, you giving away good stuff. you giving away nice stuff. When you sacrifice, let me tell you something. No, you're not giving away as little as you can. You're giving away much. I'm, I think it's worthy. I'm, I'm going to read it one more time. The authentic pilgrim denies earth, the earthly grip of self and seeks to be a blessing to others. Mm. You're going to stay after class and write that 100 times on the chalkboard. Flip over page 16. Left side, page 16, left side. Look at Proverbs chapter 10, verse number 12. Proverbs 10, look at verse number 12. Oh, and why did I put, put in 13? How did I hit? Well, maybe because they're side by side. Watch this. King James says, hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all sins. Hatred, and, and many times, I don't know how you categorize it. I don't know what you identify it as, but, but sometimes, the good God Almighty, thank you, Lord, the emotion that we are exemplifying towards others is hate. Hatred causes arguments. And when you find yourself constantly, listen, even in correction, sometimes you don't know how to correct a person. You got to correct them in an evil and nasty way, and you're a Christian. Hatred serves up trouble. That's the good news translation. For but love forgives all offenses. When you say it covers, one translation says it pulls a quilt over the bickering. That's the message Bible translation. Amplified. Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers and overwhelms all transgressions. Forgiving and overlooking another's faults. 
And some of us, again, when you forgive, but I got to let them have it. Good God Almighty, help us, Lord. I got to let them have it before I forgive them. Oh, I'm going to let it pass, but it ain't going to be today. I'm going to let it pass. It'll be next week. In the meantime, in between time, I'm going to let them suffer as if I'm taking this seriously, but I'm already, I've already made up my mind I'm going to forgive them, but it ain't going to be right now. I'm going to let them sweat it out a little bit. That's not godly. I talk about it all the time, and if the believers would get it in the moment, release them. In the moment that they do it, know how to pull them aside. Not make, watch this, not making a public spectacle out of them. Help us, God. Did you, watch this, did you do it so somebody else could hear it? Mm, 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 mm. You've got to analyze. Because I'm trying to, listen, I'm trying to live for Christ. I'm trying to live for Christ. One more, one more real quick. Let's look at Proverbs. Stay in Proverbs. Flip over. 15, 17. What's God? Better is a dinner of herbs where love is than a stalled ox and hatred therewith. Thank you, God. Better a bread crust shared in love than a slab of prime, and I like prime rib, prime rib served in hate. I'd rather have some bread, herbs. Now, I don't know, Message Bible translated bread crust. Um, Amplified said vegetables. Then a big, nice piece of tender prime rib, but it's hatred. I'd rather have, watch this, I'd rather have the celery. Just give me a stalk of celery than the prime rib the lobster, the shrimp, whatever it is, I'd rather have celery. No, no, no. I'm not talking about just a few little chips of celery in your salad. I'm talking three or four stalks of celery. Just eat the celery. Where there's love, then prime rib, and there's hatred. Love is powerful, I'm telling you. The world expects us to demand privileges and personal attention, and we see it all the time. But kingdom protocol elevates love. Come on, let it soak in. It's, you got to pause. You got to, this is, we see it all the time. It, the, the demand of privilege and personal attention bringing attention to yourself, it's about me, it's about me, it's about me. And when you recognize it, you're the one. Listen, lay back on the couch and ask yourself. (laughs) Lay back on the couch and ask yourself some questions. You ain't got to talk to Doc. You ain't got to talk to the psychiatrist. Many times you can lay back on your own couch and ask yourself some questions, and you identify, you know something, I do that for attention. I do, I do, I do it for attention. And then when somebody recognizes it, then I try to act like I'm not doing it for attention. Come on. You know you. 
I am so glad I'm on I'm on the Bible study call. I can't see nobody's face. <laughs> I can't see if that's getting to somebody. See, I read. Sometimes I read, and sometimes you might read the wrong way. But it's so good when you're on a Bible study call and you're just you're just. I think I can focus better on the Holy Ghost. And I think you can focus better with there's no distractions, there's nobody coming in the door. Prayerfully, there's nobody coming in the door. Prayerfully, you're not uh, uh, watching the impeachment hearing and, and listening to the Bible study call at the same time. Prayerfully, you're not trying to do something else that's, that's distracting you. Now, you might be able to do something else, but not to the point where it's distracting you to a place where you're not really taking this, good God Almighty, you're not taking this evaluation. It's important, folks, that we get on one accord. I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm striving to be on one accord so I can see the power of God where two or three are gathered in his name. I mean, really gathered in his name. I'm not talking about folks who are not living the way God says live and then looking to see the benefits of the miraculous power of God moving their life, having seen it and not going to see it. Why? Because that's not your striving. Oh, bless God. Watch this. This is what it says. Self-centeredness has isolated us into ghettos of one, where our self-centered, self-centeredness has left us lonely and unfulfilled. Is that true? Is that true? Where our hearts are starved for true love and concern with no strings attached. True love and concern with no strings. And many times that's what messes us up because there's always, are we starved for true love? With no strings attached, nothing attached. And when it comes to true love, again, sacrificial and unconditional. The impact of love flowing from a kingdom life will cut like a laser beam. Now, again, when I saw that, I'm like, oh, my goodness, because this, Thorpe, when I talk about Thorpe, when I talk about Thorpe, it's because this is what I'm looking to see, the love of God, because that's obedience. Love, showing that kind of love is obedience. That's his will, that we show that kind of love. Righteousness. The righteousness is wrapped up in a love for God and a love for the mankind that God created. Watch this. I'm going to read it again, but I'm going to continue to the end. It says, the impact of love flowing from the kingdom life will cut like a laser beam through the darkness in this present world. True or false? Come on. Answer that question. True. Listen. I'm telling you, you will see things happen, and you'll go, you know something, that was nothing but God. It was nothing but God. And enter, watch this, and enter lives that are looking for the light of Christ the King. Thank you, God. It's going to, and, and I'm going to tell you something, that's what we're looking to see, the love of God flowing through us to impact this world. 
Love as a kingdom, watch this, love as a kingdom virtue is to be focused towards God. And what? Neighbors. It's supposed to be focused towards God. What is that? That will be done. What is that? Obedience. What is that? Walking in righteousness. Trusting God by faith that he's not going to steer me wrong. How should I pray about this, God? Keep trusting God. You'll see, you'll see that God knows how to pray about that, that person's situation more than you. Many times you've got to see, am I praying my prayer or praying this prayer for them out of ignorance? Am I praying my prayer for them out of my desire, what I desire to see for them? Am I praying my prayer for them so Good God Almighty. So I can magnify myself, my spirituality in their eyes. Don't ask me to say them all three again. What is the purpose of me praying my prayer? And that's why I'm saturated. The majority of my prayer, I'm talking 90% of my prayer is, Lord, I trust you so much. Lord, bless them. Lord, take care. Lord, thank you. Watch this. Thank you for taking care of them. Thank you for protecting them and keeping them. Tomorrow is not promised. Not knowing what's going to happen. Things are already happening. I'm thanking God for protection today, and then tomorrow something happens, and I'm going, wow, that doesn't seem, oh, my God, I would not have prayed. I would have prayed that that never happened. His will was done. And then it may not be the next day, it may not be the next week, it may not be the next month, but I, before long, guess what? I get, wow, now I understand it better. Thank you, God. Look real quick. Um, I don't even know, I don't think I've ever punched in songs of Solomon in Bible Gateway. Okay. Songs of Solomon, look at 2-4, before we move on to Luke chapter 10. Excuse me, look at Songs of Solomon. This is God for us. He brought me to his banqueting house, and his banner over me was love. To taste and savor his delicious love. Watch this. As an apricot tree stands out in the forest, my lover stands above the young men in the young men in town. All I want is to sit in his shade to taste and savor his delicious love. He took me home with him for a a festive meal, but his eyes fastened on me. That's the Message Bible translation. (coughs) 
in the Message Bible translation, when it says the banner over me was love, it says waving overhead to protect and comfort me. Waving overhead. This is this is when you start to understand his will is more his will for you is more important than your will for you. And his will for you when you study his word, you'll understand. He's waving this banner over you. Protect protection. Watch out. This is what the enemy sees. A banner. So you come walking up, there's a banner over you saying, Watch out. Don't mess with him. Comfort. So when we look at the scripture and our focus towards uh, God and our neighbors, that's Luke chapter ten twenty seven. Luke, wow, ten twenty seven. Thank you, God. And he answered and said, "Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy strength, and with all thy mind." and thy neighbor as thyself, over and over and over again, start to reiterate. When it comes to the love of God, your, your initial, and many times you ain't passed this test, you're trying, to, you're trying to go on to really loving neighbors, and you ain't love God yet. When you love God, Thorf is going to come into play. When you really love God, God's going to tap on your door, and he's going to let you know, listen, that's you. No, 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 that right there that you just did, that's you. That that you just prayed, that's you. That desire that you have, that's you. My desire is his desire. That's why I'm say, I'm saturated in that. I'm seeing it over and over and over again in so many different scriptures. As you read and you study, you're going to see it over and over again. You're going to see, as he said in the scriptures, obedience is better than sacrifice. It's better than all that you're given. For you to listen and do what I say do. Help me, God. I need to get to this end. Here it is, John chapter 13. When you read the next one, towards our towards fellow followers of Christ. John chapter 13. I can do it. Thank you, God. Nope, 35. Thank you, Lord. I'm watching what I'm doing. Help me, God. A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Remember what it says? Love your neighbor as yourself. Love each other as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this, I'm talking, and I'm going to keep it moving, but you got to let this one soak in. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples. You are my, in the easy to read, that you are my followers. When you show this kind of love, that's when, when you give up your Sunday. Some folks can't do it. They not, listen, they not servants. You got to understand, they're not sacrificial. It's really about them. They're looking to be served. They don't have to tell you. Look at their actions. Others, you're going to see, they're servants. They love to serve. If you don't love to serve, it's, not, it's nothing wrong with it. You can pray and you'll watch God. 
God will develop the servanthood in you. You'll tell that they're my followers. If you love each other, sacrificial and unconditional, keep it moving. That's number two. Towards your wife and your husband, Ephesians chapter 5, 25. All right? Towards the flock in feeding and caring ministry. It's number four. John chapter 21, 15 and 17. Even, here we go, even towards your enemies. This is the one I want to get to. <laughs> this is the one I want to get to. Come on. Uh, my Bible, I'm in my paper Bible. I'm, I'm, I'm right there in Matthew. Here we go. 43 to 48. Ye have heard that it has been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thy enemies. But I say to you, Love your enemies. Now, you know we can spend the rest of the night talking about do you love your enemies? Listen, you got folks that if you just don't do what they want you to do, you're their enemy. They hate you. You can call it whatever you want. It's, it's, it's anger. It's hatred. It's, it's just because you don't do what they want you to do. Just because things not going their way. God. No, no, no. It says love. You know what it says. It says love your neighbor, hate your enemy. But I say, this is why I'm talking about obedience. This is why I'm saying let your will be done. Why? Because when God lays out these kind of instructions, watch this, in the red letters, where he's really penetrating us. Black letters are important, I understand. I just think it's very powerful when it's red letters and, and, and when it says that this is the, the, the Christ, when Christ said all I do is say, do what the Father says do, when the Word of God says that, guess what? The Word of God is God breathed. This is coming out of the mouth of God. That's thy will be done. What's your will, God? Your, my, my will is that you love your enemies. Why? Because this, this thing called life that you're trying to live your way is not about life. It's about learning. And what are you learning? You're learning to, to walk with God and to live with God. This is what we're going to do. So you've got to learn while you're down here is that when God says don't eat of that tree, don't eat of that tree. When God says don't even touch it, don't touch it. He kept doing it. He, he would come up on the mountain. He says, Moses, tell them don't even touch the mountain. He says, when we go to war, tell them don't even take none of the spoils. It's obedience. When he go into war, he said, kill them all. Obedience. Are you listening? The righteousness is to live like Christ. Keep it moving. Bless them that curse you. No, no, no. I understand. I don't know if you've done it before. I've done it before. You take a pill, and sometimes pills are big. Sometimes big pills are hard to swallow. Bless them, thank you, God, that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. So when the person comes up to the table and we're passing out food, we're passing out hot drinks, 
We're passing out clothing. And the person comes up with a bad, a bad attitude. I said I ain't want none. The Bible says do good to them that hate you. Bless them that curse you. So when they say, I said I ain't want none, you ain't got to get smart. They get smart, you getting smart back. I'm time enough for them. <laughs> they come at me, I'm coming back at them. They cuss at me, I'm cussing back at them. I'll put my religion on the shelf for a second and cuss them out. Matter of fact, I'll cuss them out better than they cuss me out. Really? That's your will be done. God laid it out. I'm telling you, it's one of the most powerful scriptures in the entire Bible when it comes to what does God have for us to do. Here goes some instructions right here. Do good to them that hate you. Pray for them that despite, God Almighty, despitefully use you and persecute you. Here we go. The, here it is. The clincher that ye may be the children of your father. That's how they're going to know that, that when you do this, that you may be the children of your father, which is in heaven, for he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good and sendeth rain on the just and the unjust. For if ye love them which love you, what reward have ye? Do not the publicans, the publicans, what is the public? The heathens, the tax collectors. The people in the street, don't they do that? Don't they say, my will be done, not thy will be done? And if you salute, if you say hello, how you doing? If you greet your brethren only, what do ye more than others? Don't the publicans, the heathens do so? Verse number 48, be ye therefore perfect. Even as your Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Let it soak in. Here it is. Watch this in the Message Bible translation. In a word, what I'm saying is, grow up. Your kingdom, your kingdom subjects. Now live like it. Live out your God-created identity. Live graciously and graciously towards others the way God lives towards you. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Here we go. Keep it moving. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Bottom of page 17, after somebody wrongs you, you got a choice. Bottom of page 17, left side. Do you seek to protect yourself and shy away out of fear? That's number one. That's one of the options. After somebody wrongs you, you got options. Do you do you seek to protect yourself, shy away out of fear? Number two, would you seek to remedy the injustice of the past 
and use this as an opportunity to even the score. When somebody wrongs you, you got choices. Or, number three, would you discard those earth-side responses in order to use the moment to model the love of Christ? Approach, watch this, I like this statement. Approach your enemy, and, and I'm changing the words you're going to see as you read it, that next phrase on the, on the, on the right side, page 17, second paragraph, I'm going to change it. Approach your enemy, and much to their shock, hug him. When it comes to somebody wronging you, approach your enemy, and much to their and much to their shock, hug them and love them. And let them know, if you need anything, let me know. <laughs> See, and when that becomes a problem for you, it's going to, Thorf, it's never going to settle in. When it comes to you approaching your enemy and realize this person got issues with me and they have wronged me and you choose to approach them and hug them and tell them that you love them and let them know that if they need anything, you let me know. And I'll be happy to help you in any way I can. And you're going to see that that's going to have an effect on people. In the story, it says here, in the booklet, it says, the man almost dropped dead right then and there. Now, I ain't looking for nobody to drop dead, but it's going to have an effect on them when they do you wrong and you approach them in a godly way. When they do you wrong and you approach them in a godly way. Hallelujah. All right. All right, folks, um, thank you, God. What is that, the 20th? So that will be 11 20 um, Please make a note, on the 27th, there is no Bible study. On the 27th, no Bible study. I don't think anything will change, so I'm just going to leave it like that. On the 27th, no Bible study. And I'm going to leave my little note in my book. I enjoyed this study on love. I pray that you did too. And I pray that you not just um, love the study, uh, but that you also practice. Amen. God bless you. God willing. I'll talk to you on next week.